Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain Podcast, Season 1, Episode 11, Haircuts and Melee Terms. Let's get to the podcast. Do you hear that? Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. I can hear it very clearly, very loudly. I'm currently sitting in my office, and I don't know if I've fully come out with this information yet, but I have a confession to make about the circumstances of my office. It's not actually in my apartment, in my room. My office is my car. Womp womp. It's actually a really good office, though, because in terms of normal circumstances, it's pretty quiet, and I like my car. My apartment is very small. My wife and I and our two kids, we make it work, but there's no extra spare room for an office for me to record my podcast. There's no podcast room. (laughs) So... I get to record in my car, and I just finished clearing my car off of snow and ice and my wife's car, our parking spaces. I just want to give a shout-out to whoever clears the parking lot that I live in. So it's not just a house on the side of the road. It's a townhouse, and there are other townhouses, and we all share a parking lot. And so we have snow removal team. They come in. There's a truck that does the big stuff and then there's like a skid loader that does the parking spaces and skid loader guy and I worked in perfect tandem. I moved my car, he cleared out my spaces, put the car back, got out of his way. We worked seamlessly around each other. We didn't even say a word to each other. I just gave him a thumbs up when we were all done. You know, he waved and then off he went to the next parking lot. But by golly, I was having such a fun time I don't know if playing melee doubles with a close friend where you make perfect decisions together to do team combos or to save each other for recoveries. I don't know if that's the same feeling, but I have to guess that it is. And I can't wait to experience that in the near future. Because as I keep saying, I'm supposed to get internet this week. So today's Monday. It's not happening today. But we'll see about the next few days, hopefully by the end of the week. So that's your update. Now you know where I record most of my podcasts, and you're hearing snow and sleet. It's slowly turning into snow, but it's still halfway sleet. Who said that snow's supposed to be quiet? It's kind of loud, low key, (laughs) or high key. (laughs) Let's get back to things that I wanted to talk about, things that are happening, things that have happened in the Melee world. We obviously have more of a show to get to today of this podcast. But before we get to that, before we get to my lovely wife, Jen, we are going to talk a little bit about an announcement that I saw yesterday, and I forgot to talk about it, from at C-L-G-A-M-I-N-G, which is C-L-G Gaming, but the G occupies the letters and also the word gaming, at C-L-G-A-M-I-N-G. ING on Twitter. This is their announcement. For the community, we present the first melee volleyball major, the CLG Spikers Cup, presented by At Flex Fit. Stay tuned for more info. Volleyball emoji. 
with a super cool trailer. Trailer's sick. There's even Roy in here. It's almost as if they're trying to say something. Roy, that means Zane. Don't test me. Don't spike me. Is that going to be the moniker for Roy played by Zane in the Spiker's Cup? Don't spike me? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but there's an idea for you, Zane. Shout out. This is going to be really fun. This is also along the line of what I and other people who reacted to the Team Acania build first thought, which was this volleyball thing is going to be a great side event, great thing for people to do besides the standard singles event for majors especially. And I can't wait to see what it looks like when it's actually an in-person event. Right now we are still in the online-only landscape. So this is going to be an online event, obviously, but I'm really excited to see this. We don't know when it's happening, or I don't know when it's happening. I'm not an insider. I'm at the bottom of the Smash Mountain, remember? So I'm excited to see it whenever it happens, okay? Let's just let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Should Falco be banned, though, with this? That's the other question that I had. Should Falco be banned? A lot of people that I've been seeing about the discourse related to this Spiker's Cup are all kind of saying something to the effect of, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have Falco. Maybe we should force like Falco rotations where you can't play as the character every round or something, something, something. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but I personally want to see four Falcos for the doubles event. Two Falcos on the one side, two Falcos on the other. I'll I have to be honest with you. In terms of my favorite character to play and to watch, Falco's probably at the top, probably, but I do enjoy watching all the other characters. Seriously, I do. Maybe I don't enjoy it as much as I do watching Spacey's Dittos or Fast Falling matchups but melee is beautiful to me in a lot of ways it's not just the one here or the one there and i think that whatever this event if it succeeds if it can lead to more volleyball online events not necessarily i don't even know if once a month is that might be too much because they're calling this a, the first volleyball major, the Spikers Cup. So they are definitely expecting to see some top players show up for this in the form of singles, you know, 1v1, and also 2v2, the doubles event as well. It's going to be really exciting to see. And I probably, I'm going to try to have somebody on in advance of that to talk about volleyball, melee volleyball, very semi-quasi-seriously. Maybe like in a, what's, how do you say, it's, you can say that it's a, the word, oh no, I'm forgetting the word that I want, uh, it's a form of writing that's presented as very satire, yes, it could be a satirical, satirical pr preview of this Spiker's Cup. Well, whatever I end up doing, it's going to be really fun to watch the event itself. And then I'm pretty sure that this upcoming weekend, I don't know this for sure, and I'm trying to look at the Rollback Rumble Twitter, at Rollback Rumble, to make sure that I'm getting this info right. The other thing that Rollback Rumble events are doing is they're having events like 
not every day, but it feels like every day. They're doing so many cool events, and they've had some doubles events recently. I know that they had the North America East doubles event yesterday on Sunday. So shout out to the Rollback Rumble team, Homemade Waffles especially. And I'm scrolling back here on their Twitter to go back to where there's something about the Black Inventational event that they are having. The Black Empowerment Melee Inventational is February 4th through 7th, 2021. Be there. And then there's some hashtags here. Hashtag BEMI2021. So Black Empowerment Melee Inventational, that's what that stands for. Hashtag Black Excellence. Hashtag Free Melee. Let's go. So you can find that tweet. That was tweeted out on January 19th through the at Rollback Rumble. So yes, that is this upcoming weekend, and it's February already. So this is obviously all really great timing. You know, it's Black History Month, and this is going to be a really cool event to watch, I think. And I think you should try and catch it on twitch.tv forward slash forward slash is it yes the waffle 77 i believe that's where it's going to be broadcasted so i'm really excited to see that this weekend as well we don't know when the volleyball major is happening the spikers cup presented by at flex fit but we do know that the black empowerment invitational event is happening this very weekend so i'm excited to see it and i hope that you all are as well those are the things that I wanted to at least mention, shout out. And I did talk about how Pipsqueak won the Valhalla Online event yesterday at the end of my podcast with Patty, which you should go back and listen to, by the way. And wanted to give Pipsqueak one more shout out because I think I rushed it a little bit. There was a child of mine who was needing some attention, so I cut myself short to get to that. But Pipsqueak, one more time, congratulations for winning the event, and GG's to everybody who played. And there were a lot of other events that happened this weekend that are hard for me to summarize because I don't have all the info pulled up, but I do want to assert that there are calendars that are around if you know how to find the right people to ask and those sort of things. If I go back here a month to January... And we look at Friday, January 29th, just to just to look at what was happening on that day alone. East Coast Fridays, Levo, hashtag Free Melee Fridays, Friday Night Melee, Man on a Ledge, Bristol Hood Brawl, Kent Combo Online. That was for Friday, January 29th alone, and I don't even know if this calendar accounts for everything. But then on Saturday, January 30th, you had Valhalla Online, Deer's Den, Slippy Edition, Southeast Saturdays, Saturday Night Ladder, TPS, Dash Dancers, Dawnline, Four Star Clash, and then finally to wrap it up, Sunday, which was yesterday, the last day of Valhalla Online when they had the singles bracket, SOB Sundays, Sunday Beatdown, Sunday's Series, The Salad Online, Fight Club Winter Games 2, Little gaily bi-weekly tournament. <laughs> I see what y'all are doing there. <laughs> and Bristol Hood Brawl. And I believe... Isn't there something Super Sundays... Something to that effect run recently as well? 
I think it was run yesterday and Gucci Gang online. See what I mean? There's so many events that are running for Melee just in the weekend alone. And I know that there are events that run throughout the week as well. So this is the time to get involved. And this is the time for me to get involved with all this. I'm really excited about entering maybe like the one or two tournaments. I have to be honest with you. I don't have an infinite amount of time to enter these events. I'm going to have to dip my feet in a little slowly. I'm probably going to have to start off just by playing unranked and also finding people along my skill level to play with on the Melee Online Discord, do solo practice before I try to get into like a big event or anything like that. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do yet, but I think the first thing I want to do is just make sure I get all the right things going with Dolphin, Slippy, like all of that kind of stuff first. Try to make sure that I don't accidentally download the wrong software or in, input the wrong settings, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to have my hands full, but it's up to me to figure it out. And I'm sure there's resources on Discords and everywhere else, people that I have introduced myself in the community as well might be able to help me out. But, you know, I'm an adult. I have to do adulting things. And that also means trying to figure out how to set up streams, not streams. I'm not streaming. Oh boy. How to set up Slippy, how to set up other things related to playing Melee on the Dolphin emulator. Okay. So I wanted to try to make you all aware of what exactly I'm getting myself into. So many possible avenues that I can take once I'm actually able to play Melee online with the community. So I don't know what all I'm going to do yet, but if you have any recommendations, why don't you give me a shout-out on Twitter at Cypher003, or you can use the hashtag BSMPod, you know, bottom smash mountain pod, you get it. Hashtag BSMPod, and I check that as well. Feel free to tell me, hey, Jesse, do this first, and maybe I'll do it. So there you go. And to introduce you to this next part of the podcast we have my lovely wife Jen coming on for a second time which I'm really excited about we were gonna cut my hair last night and I said can we record a podcast while we do that and she said yes so that was very nice of her to hop on again I had a lot of fun with this one and I hope that you enjoy our conversation and also the lovely sounds of hair being just sheared off of my head something i don't know face reveal soon well we'll you'll see you'll see when we talk about it on the interview so let's go ahead and get to it why is it so quiet oh right transition we are live on a sunday evening and it is snowing outside january 31st 2021 it's not Christmas snow, but I will take it. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Jen. Jen, hey. say hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. And we're going to cut my hair. You will not be able to see this, but, you know, enjoy the sounds. <laughs> All right. Engines are ready. Yep, I'm ready to go. So I have cut my own hair for years, like 
I would just give myself a buzz cut like every two weeks or so and keep the really short buzz cut look. I didn't get as many questions about joining the military as you might think with this habit. And for the people who know me in real life who have actually seen me, I think most of them would say that I look good with really short hair, but there are also a good group of people, a good amount of people close to me who know me who also say, Jesse, why don't you have hair more often? Like, why don't you try to grow out your hair sometime? And I'm like, I just always say I'd, I'd, I'd rather not. Mm -hmm. However, however, for our fourth anniversary, fourth year an wedding anniversary, I said to Jen, I will grow out my hair and I will let you cut it the way you see fit. She wasn't really super excited about that. Just kidding, she was. She was very happy to hear that. <laughs> also very nervous, because I was the one doing the cutting. Yes, fair. And I'm a little nervous about the hair cutting thing, but so far so good. We had one successful haircut, and we had one unsuccessful haircut. But this is going to be our third... <clears throat> I just burped. Our third try tonight. I think it's going to go well. I really do. Logically so. <laughs> I think we have some kind of special sauce. Somehow recording this makes me relaxed, and I think that me being relaxed is good for Jen. She can probably sense my nervous energy if I wasn't relaxed. Yeah, I agree with that. What were you watching, though, the other times that I was cutting your hair? Wasn't I just watching... Okay, I was watching online Melee tournament events. Yes. Which can be relaxing sometimes, but then other times I'm like, oh, this is really tense, this is getting me all tensed up and hyped up, let's go, let's go! But this... I think this is better. <laughs> but it did keep you distracted, so... I yes. weren't like, Jen, what are you doing all the time? Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, I wasn't being like, what's happening back there? Yeah. Very true. So, I wanted to ask you a few questions about what kind of melee terms do you know? Do you know, for example, what a chain grab is? Um, it's a kind of grab. <laughs> yeah, but why is it called a chain grab? What makes it different than a normal grab? I have no idea. Is with a chain? No, that's called a tether grab. That's confusing. No, it's not, because a chain grab is when you throw someone in such a way that you can immediately grab them again and repeat that sequence, not infinitely, but for a certain amount of percentage until you can't grab them again after throwing them. Usually throwing them up and their weight and fall speed is fast enough that they come back down. Gotcha. And you can grab them again, so that's why it's a chain Wait, grab. Wait, you've done that when I played with you. I've been like, how am I supposed to get out of this? This is, this is not fair. Well, right, you know, it's, it's called get good, I guess. But <laughs> it also, I have tried to explain to you, oh, you want to do this, that, and this, and it changes from percent to percent, and you just start looking at me like, maybe <laughs> I don't actually care as much as I did before I asked the question. Yeah. 
And it varies from game to game. I mean, when we play Ultimate, uh, that's normally the game that we play together. I don't normally get out the CRT for Melee, but in Melee, it is truly inescapable at times. And for the people who are able to get down the muscle memory and reaction down to where they can they can do that perfectly, mm -hmm. it is very difficult to deal with, even if you're a good player yourself. So if you want to see me get chain grabbed when I start playing on Slippy online, mm -hmm. you'll have a great time because I'll just be super mad at the fact that I can't escape. It I'll be be sweet revenge. <laughs> exactly. For me. Not really, You'll be like, Jesse, that's how it fails. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get good, Jesse. <laughs> uh, I feel like I don't usually talk to you like that, though. But in my heart, I feel like... <laughs> turn tables, turn. Turn those tables, baby. I wanted to ask you about a few more terms. Do you know what DI is? No. Do you know what directional influence is? Because that's what DI stands for. Do you know what directional influence is? No. No, I've, I've explained this to you before, Jen. No. It's when you get hit by the other player, the other character. Uh -huh. And if you're holding the control stick in a certain direction, you can actually uh -huh. change the trajectory at which your character flies away after being hit. That makes sense. Which... Like, geometry speaking, if you do a better angle, that gives you a further path to travel to the blast zone where you die and lose your stock. You can live a little bit longer, where if you get hit by a strong attack, that would kill you without DIing properly. If you DI properly, you don't lose that stock. Gotcha. That may sound inconsequential because if you barely survive a hit, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to take a stock yourself. Normally you have such a high percentage that even a weaker hit could kill you quickly, but it has turned around grand final sets before. I believe it. Yeah. It's just one of the small little isms of the Smash games, and Melee in particular. DI is the most, is at its peak in Melee. There can be some really fun, interesting, weird angles that you will fly mm -hmm. as you get hit by an attack because the DI is more, it, like it goes, it goes in a more weird direction than it would in other Smash games. Why is that though? When Smash 64 got released, there was no DI. There was only Smash DI, which I will ask you about once we're talk done talking about this, but you can't change the direction at which you fly away from an opponent's attack. Mm -hmm. And so in Melee, they thought, let's add this mechanic in, and they, they were pretty liberal with the angle tree that you can go. Like, if you're getting hit straight up, you could, you could almost go at, what, that's a 90-degree angle? You could almost fly at a 45-degree angle if you angle yourself right. That's, okay. that's a significant difference. Yeah. I don't think that that's true across the board, by the way. I am speaking generally here to those <laughs> of you at home who are listening or on the road. But Melee, they learned 
when they started making the new Smash game called Brawl for the Wii back in 2008 or so, that's when they decided maybe we should have DI be a little bit less of a factor. They still had it in the game, but the angles could not change as severely as they did in Melee. It's more subtle. It's a little bit more subtle, yes, but it still makes a difference. Mm -hmm. How do you think my hair's coming along so far? Um, yeah, fairly good. I'll take it. <laughs> now, you know what DI is, directional influence. Do you know what smash DI is? Um, so, is it when you're smashing someone? <laughs> okay. No, I don't. Smash DI is Smash Directional Influence, and the best way that I can describe it to you and to the listeners is as you are hitting an opponent, the character on the screen reacts to being hit, right? They don't just, they don't just fly away standing still or whatever. Mm -hmm. The animation will cause them to look like they're tumbling through the air, right? Yeah. It won't go straight into that, though. It'll actually have a few frames for literally just fractions, fractions of a second where they look like they're reacting to getting hit uh -huh. and then entering an animation where it looks like they're tumbling, flying away. Yes. Within those first few frames of getting hit, you can actually put in influence directions on yeah. your control stick and with the C stick uh -huh. to wiggle your character before they actually start flying away. If gotcha. you see it in real time, you might think to yourself, wait a minute, that that looks like a glitch. Like the character on the screen kind of like teleported almost uh -huh. in a weird direction before starting to fly away. Mm -hmm. The benefit of this is when you're next to the edge of a stage, for instance, and you're about to get hit off the stage and you have no way to stop yourself from being hit off the stage, if you wiggle yourself down towards the stage, you could theoretically perform a tech which causes you to stick to the floor for a little bit and maybe you won't go flying all the way off the screen and dying afterwards. Mm -hmm. There's just, that's one use of Smash DI. Another use of Smash DI is if you're getting hit within a combo, you might be able to throw off your opponent enough, they're not they may not be expecting you to jiggle in a certain direction before sure. flying upwards as they are trying to continue their combo against you. You might be able to position yourself in an unreachable spot and then, bam, you're out of a combo. The difference yeah. between, you know, taking on more percent or even dying sure. and you've escaped, now you can reset and try to go in for hits mm -hmm. or combos yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's that in a nutshell, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. Moving, moving away from danger. Yes. After you've been hit. That's one of the really cool things about Melee in particular. A lot of people will watch the gameplay. They'll see characters and players, the players doing really cool combos with their characters and think, wow, I feel bad for the other person. 
while they're getting dunked on in the game, they just sit there for 10 seconds and wait for it to be over. Yeah. But they are actually constantly trying to escape the combo any way they can. Sure. Not just through Smash DI, but through other techniques and DI and other things that might allow them to actually live. And then that continues to complicate because if you have two good players against each other, then the player who's trying to extend the combo is aware of the fact that the other player also is aware the metagame that yeah. develops from that. Really cool to see. And then because there's so many different possibilities, you could almost, and this may not be true in all situations, but you could even almost like do something that's a quote-unquote bad choice, mm -hmm. but is actually a good choice simply because your opponent is not expecting it. Sure they're always accounting for you to go in an optimal direction, mm -hmm. then you can say, well, I'll do the bad choice and that'll throw you off. Which, isn't that like what Mando does? Like, he's a player who doesn't necessarily do always the optimal thing. He's always switching it up. Yes, that is correct. I am so happy right now. I'm, so, <laughs> such a, I, I'm trying not to smile too much because I don't want my hair to get into my mouth, but yes, you are correct. Mango is one of the players in Melee who is aware of almost every option at every single moment. Mm -hmm. And yes, won't always do the same thing every time per situation. Mm -hmm. Either if he is trying to edge guard, or if he is trying to recover, if he's comboing, or the person is comboing him, he's not always going to say, you know what, at this percent, and on this stage, with my character and their character, I will do X. He'll do X, Y, Z, and all the other letters of the alphabet, it feels like. Mm -hmm. At least that's the impression that I get from watching him. That's what I hear other people say. And Mango himself has talked about Melee enough that I think I understand that that's sort of his play style. Yeah. So it's really cool that you recalled me talking about that to you before. Yeah, see I remember things like this when they're attached to people. When they're attached to people. Yeah. Okay. Do you know of any players off the top of your head who play a more optimized style who are always going to go for the quote unquote right thing? I want to say Eleven, but I really don't know. That's sort of true, but stereotypical a lot of Not. people point to Mewtwo King as oh, one good example okay. of this. Okay. The people kind of describe his style as like a robotic style. Yeah. Yeah. And that he'll do this specific action in this specific circumstance, mm -hmm. accounting for all the things in the game that matter in that specific moment. Okay. Especially, especially with combos, because Mewtwo King at first, starting out, and this was before Netplay, this was back in the mid-2000s, starting out, Mewtwo King was not necessarily good against a human player, sure, because he didn't have as many opportunities to play against people at first, although mm -hmm. that changed because mm -hmm. he started attending a lot of tournaments and did get that experience, but mm -hmm. at first, when he started out to try to get good at the game, he would practice against computers and he would practice against fast fallers in the game to learn how to optimize combos, so didn't always play with what you would say neutral, with great neutral, mm -hmm. but finding an opening 
and then exploiting the opening into a punish where maybe you have 0% damage and you're thinking, I'm good, but then Mewtwo King gets one grab or one hit and all of a sudden you lost your stock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With like regularity doing those kinds of things and that was really cool to see that growth going from not always a high performing player in the mid thousands but as mm -hmm. as we started to get closer to 2008-2007 was when Mewtwo King started taking a lot of names and winning a lot of tournaments and mm -hmm. a lot of people were looking at him as the best player in the world but you get it. So that's what a lot of people would say, who know Melee would say Mewtwo King is like the optimized sure. player, always trying to go for stuff like that. But Mewtwo King doesn't necessarily, nowadays, I would not, I would hazard to guess that Mewtwo King's actually intentionally tried to do things that are quote-unquote bad choices. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say that is an opinion that is reflected by a lot of people in the Smash community, but I just watched, when I watched him play at the Big House in 2019... Yeah, it was 2019. That was one of the last tournaments that he attended. So I know this was a while ago now, but mm -hmm. it seemed like the way he played looked a little different than the videos that I saw in the early 2010s when he would enter melee events. It seemed like seemed like that he put more of an emphasis on trying to be a little bit more dynamic and instead of being predictable. But mm -hmm. anyway. I hope he enters into melee events sometime in the near future, but he's a big streamer now. He's a big streamer guy now. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, isn't everybody? Yes. And that's that's good for all the people who can do that for a living, who can make money while playing video games with an audience, with a community. That's really cool to see that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Alright, one more, one more melee turn. Let's see. Do you know what a shine is? Um, no. Short answer, no. Do you have a guess? It sounds like a hit that's like, like it's a single hit and it's really, really like effective or something, but I don't really know. That's awesome. You... You're kind of like the Jeopardy thing where they describe the awesomeness of the move and then somebody says, what is a shine? Without actually being super specific as to what character has that move. And that's not even the official name of the move itself. That's what the community has named it, the shine, but it's Fox and Falco's Reflector. Oh, okay. With that blue hexagon. Mm -hmm. I, think it's, I think it's a hexagon. Six. Yes, it's a hexagon. Woo. It's on the bottom of the Smash Mountain podcast screen logo thing, so I better know what a shine is. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yes, it's the reflector move. The, the idea actually being you use the move to protect yourself against a projectile. The mm -hmm. reflector will shoot a projector right back to where it came from if it if the projectile hits your reflector. Yeah. 
and actually increases the damage of the move as well, the projectile as well, which is pretty cool. But it is not often used to reflect projectiles in competitive melee. Oh. Often the move is used because it actually has a hitbox as the move appears. It has a hitbox that you can act out of pretty quickly. And in melee, where you're trying to be as fast as possible, if you have a move that you can act out of really, really quickly, then it, it's very useful. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about the shine for both Fox and Falco that makes it really useful is that it comes out frame one. And what that means is there's no wind up until the move comes out. Gotcha. There's no like build up or like nothing. Yeah. It just. It's there. As soon as it can come out, it comes out. Mm -hmm. A quote-unquote fast move in melee might be four frames, might be seven frames for really strong attacks. A fast, a fast attack might be like even 12 frames, but mm -hmm. if something can come out frame one, yeah. that is incredible. And that's why Fox and Falco shine is regarded as one of the best moves in the game. Really? I think that people like to debate what the best move in Melee is. Uh-huh, of course they do. But it's definitely up there. No one no one says with a straight face, yeah, shine, eh, overrated. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Those are your melee terms for today. I feel so educated. Mm, well, the next time you cut my hair, I'm going to have to probably remember to ask you if you remember any of those terms. <laughs> or not. Right. It's yeah. like a little... It's like yeah. a little fun project, some fun homework. Oh, just, so just, all you got to do is remember. Right. And cut your hair. And cut my hair. No biggie. By the way, how are we looking? I'm looking to start the finishing touches now. Yeah? Yeah. You're liking how it looks? I'm liking how it looks. Excellent. I'm thinking about using this to do like a face reveal, so like... <laughs> oh jeez. I know, right? Pressure I was, is on. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking about it. I don't know if I want to yet, but I definitely want to take pictures of the... the not neon light. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have some LED glow stick stuff that we got for the kids, but then I realized, wait a minute, we can use that for me, can use that for you, Jen, for pictures, because cool. if you have two different glow sticks that can do multi-colors, it can look really, really cool. So for context, for the listeners, we did that a few days ago for me, and I thought, oh, that's really cool, but I can still see my grown out hair and it needs to be cut sometime. And we knew that we were gonna try to cut my hair this week. And here we are, Sunday night, finally doing it with the snow falling outside and not a care in the world. Well, eh, okay. <laughs> Shoveling out your car. <laughs> Shoveling out my car tomorrow. Although I'm not going to work tomorrow, so that's nice. This right. got, snow got snowed out. Okay, I'm holding still, yes. I'm holding still. I'm doing the holding still thing. Thank you. Yep. So then, something else that we can talk about while we're here cutting hair and recording a podcast at the same time. Has there been any movie that we have watched with the kids that you have found you've enjoyed more than others that we've watched? 
especially with Ellie, who is who is old enough to sort of understand what's happening. Um, well, Mulan is a recent favorite of hers. I mean, like, it's been a favorite before, but, like, it's round come, two. It's, yeah, it's come year. back. It's come back into the fold. It's come back. Um, mm. and honestly, I think I watched that one time with you when we were dating, maybe. Mm. And I feel like that was before I really appreciated movies the way that I appreciate them now. So I kind of actually want to watch that again and not just like in like the two minute segments that I do when Ellie's watching it with you. Mm -hmm. So that is one that we watch with. It's probably hair on that piece oh. that is preventing mm -hmm. you from sliding on. Too true. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind. The other ones are just like newer Disney movies, which are fine, but um, something about older ones are pretty cool, especially knowing that you watched it when you were growing up. You watched mm -hmm. it a lot when you were growing up, right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I think I remember, like, one of the very first times I watched that movie. I think I remember still that experience. VHS tape, those were the days. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What's one of your favorite movies that you've watched with Ellie? I, was, I think I was honestly going to say Mulan, but also Beauty and the Beast. We were watching Beauty and the Beast today, the, the 1991, the 1991 movie. 1991, okay. It's, I realize in podcast form it's hard to specify, but it's not 1990, it's 1991 when that came out. And... For those who care enough about Beauty and the Beast, the animated one that we're talking about here, mm -hmm. you know that there are two different versions of this movie. There's one version of this movie that you can that you can watch on Disney Plus, where they include a song called Human Again, something like that, and there's an extra scene included as well. And most people would say, oh, that's a great thing. You think about movies like Gladiator, an extended version of that, or Lord of the Rings, that's a famous example where there's a theatrical version, but then when they release it to DVD and Blu-ray, or 4K Blu-ray, you get it, they have an extended cut that offers more stuff and people go, oh, that's great, but not for Beauty and the Beast. That song that they added in, Human Again, whatever it's called, is awful and I hate it and I did not know that there was even such a thing until you and I were watching it when we were dating yeah we were watching it at your house with mm -hmm. your DVD and as soon as that started happening I was like what the heck <laughs> what's going on why are the no this is this is n hashtag not my beauty and the beast <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused yeah and then you had to like look it up and figure it all out and you're like is this why is this a thing? Did all your research. Yep. As and, you do. And as I do. And I did find out that yes, when Disney released the DVD for the first time, because it was just VHS tape in 1991, but I think somewhere in the early 2000s is when they first released the DVD for Beauty and the Beast. And they were like, guess what? We beefed it up and we took a cut sequence from the theatrical version and we added it to this DVD version. So you're welcome, America. But me, I said, no, thank you. And I said, I want the theatrical version. 
but the reason why we're talking about all this, because I want the listeners to pay attention here, you can still buy and watch and stream the theatrical release of Beauty and the Beast without that stupid annoying song. You can do that legally. Like, no weird shady territory. Go to Amazon Prime and look up Beauty and the Beast theatrical version and you can find it there and that's how you can stream it. You have to buy it, but trust me, for those who care, this is the right choice. <laughs> it is a weird song. When we get internet, hopefully sometime this week, we can watch it on the big screen and we can watch Mulan on the big screen, so I'm excited. We've been thugging it out with having just data on our phones and watching movies on our phones for the most part, unless we get a Blu-ray, because we have a Blu-ray player, but obviously I'm trying not to buy Blu-rays every other day and that sort of thing, so are you gonna miss these days of and evenings of pulling out the phone and being like, what are we watching tonight? On the, actually, we don't do that most nights anymore, watching something, <laughs> but when we do, oh, it's no longer going to be on our phones. Yeah, it's um, be... No, I'm going to enjoy the fact that we don't have to, like, figure out how to set that up, and our arms get tired, and then we switch back and forth. I mean, it would be, like, a fond memory of just, like, <laughs> remember the good old days. <laughs> Before we got spoiled and, and yeah. sold out, you know? yeah. We're not going to thug it out as much anymore. Yep. We are so close to done, Jesse. Are we? Well, I'm so close to you looking at it, and then us deciding if we're done. Okay. That's awesome. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yeah. Even though there's a window over there, I, I can't see myself because I'm not quite angled enough to for the reflection to actually be visible to me, so... I have no idea what I look like right now, but I'm really excited to see. Are you taking the people with you? I am taking the people with me. Oh. We're going to find out together what my... Are you going to be honest, though? Yes, of course. That's okay. Look, at bottom of the Smash Mountain, I shoot for that, okay? That's true. Either. I don't want to be fake. I want to be me. <laughs> what about real? I might... I think at the most, I will withhold information. But I, well, I will promise you now, <laughs> I will promise you, wait, what? What are you, wait, hold I'm on. I'm afraid that you're going to withhold information about you not liking it. No, I will not withhold that information. I will talk to you about it in the same way that I would if the people weren't with us. Okay. By the way, you have some of my hair on your face. How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> probably like blue. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you also have it on your hands. Maybe you, like, scratched your, your cheek. Yeah. It's just... An itch or something. I really just need to put it down, but now I'm like, it has to be even and symmetrical. And... Mm hmm Yeah, well, for the people at home, the listeners, this is where we started to go off track on the second try. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm really nervous about this part. Yes. Take your time and and all that fun stuff, okay? okay. You got this. Okay. Find yourself a lady who will cut your hair with all of the care in the world. I really appreciate that you're doing this with me. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <coughs>
Excuse me. My throat is dry. I need to drink water when we're done. I have been doing a lot of talking. Helps to do the talking now. Are you again? Mm -hmm. I saw Jen's face just now, and uh, I'm nervous that I'm gonna have to cut my own hair after we're done, but don't <laughs> no, worry. It's not that bad. It's just, it's just a matter of evening things out again. Oh uh, no, <laughs> another bad face. Okay. I should look at it. No, no, we just need to do a little bit more. There's just a little bit more. Believe you said me. a little bit more like 15 minutes ago. Okay, all right, all right. But also, I can't shush completely. I'm still on the pod. It's true. So, other than snow and internet. I, we're also kind of ramping up for the Super Bowl, and we haven't actually talked about that yet. We're going to be going down to my parents' house, at least for the first bit of it. That's mm -hmm. what we have done in years past. Yep. You have come to appreciate Super Bowl Sunday since before we were dating and before we were married. You probably didn't really think that much about it, about Super Bowl Sunday. Right. But like, what do you think of now when you think of Super Bowl Sundays in this new phase of life of marriage and such? I feel like it's kind of like another holiday. Like, you get to eat good food and be around people and it's pretty low key, which is nice. I mean like low key as in expectations for like the individuals there are low key, but... No presence needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... Also, with kids, it's interesting, but, you know, we'll make it work. There's great commercials, too, so that's, that's nice. Yeah, at least they try, but they, they I feel try. like I feel like more recently... I've shown you Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials from, like, 15 years ago where I'm like, this, this was the gold standard, and we've fallen off a little bit, if I'm being honest, but sometimes <laughs> they, still, they still come out with some really fun, really cool or hilarious commercials still. I feel like there's going to be a lot of sentimental ones this year, and I'm not sure if I'm ready for that, but, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're, I don't think they were really getting into that last Super Bowl because we all knew about COVID by the beginning of last February, but yeah, there's going to be... A lot of, we're all in this together with people with masks on their face and American flag just flying or something, I don't know. While also holding a Coke can. Yeah. Right, and... Having to reconcile the mask and the coke cam may be challenging, but by golly, we're gonna find a way to do it. And that's America, <laughs> baby. I want to look at it. Okay. Hair all over you. That's okay. That's sort of how hair cutting works. Sort of. <laughs> There's just more hair. It looks good. Can we just keep it like this? Yeah. The only problem I have is there's a... a little puffiness? You see how this... There seems to be a line here. You, do you see what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, And, okay, now that I'm looking, do you see this here? Uh-huh. Is not lined up with this here. Uh-huh. But other than that, it looks good. You would have to look at me for a while before you started to notice this. Right. 
Yeah. Do you want me to fix it, or do you think that'll cause more problems? <laughs> Why don't we just come back to this next week? Because, yes, when we did our second haircut, we said, let's try and fix it, and, and it, it got went, worse. It went, it went downhill really fast. So I think you just need to let this be for a week, yeah, and then we can come not, back. It's not bad. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. there's also room for improvement. Yes. Great room for improvement. Oh, Emphasize that. <laughs> this is your. This is only the, like the third ish time you've ever cut hair before. So I. I don't think that can be stated enough. You have such a high ceiling of where you can go, and you're starting off from a good spot because this is acceptable. Your first haircut was acceptable. The second one before overworking it was acceptable, and this third one is acceptable. So your floor is high. The ceiling's high. You can end up like coming out of this really, really good in a few years. I'm just saying. Okay. Thanks. It's like me with my playing melee stuff. I'm going to suck at first, but hopefully I win some games at some point yeah. down the line. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And I know that you're not going to make a podcast about cutting my hair, but I'm really excited for these episodes in the future where mm-hmm. my hair gets cut and we talk a little bit and we come out of it going, wow, you just keep getting better and better. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You want to say anything else to the people before we get going? People, just, just, just keep trying. I think that's the moral of the story. Just, just keep going after it. Mm-hmm. For me, keep making content, keep being a decent human <laughs> being, especially to you and the kids. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'll say... Looking forward to a shower. So I hope that you also look forward to your next shower. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest joys in life is to take a nice 30-minute warm-slash-hot shower. If there are people out there who don't feel that way, feel free to reach out. But I think most of us <laughs> understand that joy. It's a really great Unless really you're great a bath event. person. Oh, yes. But those are really fun, too. I don't usually go for them, but I mean, when I have... Like, a few times a year, I'll go, this is what I needed today. Mm-hmm. And then I finish it with a 20-minute shower. Same as a Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> so Jesse's in the bathroom for, like, 90 minutes. <laughs> Let's get you going here. Thanks for listening along with us. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. So, before we get you going on to the rest of your day, let's talk about my face reveal. Corpse Husband is one of the big YouTuber, content creator, streamers, or does Corpse Husband stream? Oh boy. Well, anyway, Corpse Husband has not done a face reveal to my knowledge and has millions and millions of followers and such. So, is that what I'm supposed to shoot for? Am I supposed to wait until Bottom of the Smash Mountain has millions and millions of listeners to each episode? If I had millions and millions of listeners to this very episode that I'm recording right now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be quite worth all that. We got to build this, you know, we got to keep got to keep the momentum of the grassroots operation happening. But you know, I don't I don't plan on taking any of these down in the future. I don't want to do that. But So back to this face reveal. I think what I'm going to do right now, I'm like 
49 followers on my at cypher003 on Twitter. I think I want to shoot for like a modest number and not something like, yeah, 1 million followers and bam, face reveal. Because I am going to get into the community more, the Melee community more, and that's going to eventually involve me actually showing my face at some point. So let's let's pick a modest number here. Let's go for... 200 followers so 151 more to go 200 followers there you go that's when i'll that's when i'll do a face reveal and i'll work hard to try to get there on my own but i also need your help too so get to it enjoy the rest of your morning slash afternoon slash evening slash midnight snack be safe what does the cow say Mmm, good job. What does the kitty cat say? Ow. Good job. What does the doggy say? Woof. Woof, woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Say. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.